Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivans Real Estate Team. And we are here on this Saturday morning with our guest, Chance Sattler from Red Bud Pest Control. How are you doing, morning, Chance? Doing fantastic. Good morning. Good. I am glad to have you here. Now, uh, before we get started going down the pest road, I just want to just have a conversation with you listeners about something that I'm seeing over and over and over again and get asked about over and over and over again is what is happening in the market. Are we into a, are things, prices coming down? Is it a market backing up? Is it tanking? And one of the things I would encourage you is just realize we're getting back into more of a normal market. We've been in an abnormal market for the past two years, something that we've never seen as a state, we've never seen as a country. Uh, a lot of real estate things didn't know what to do um, with the number of inventory, with the uh, interest rates being at 3%. I mean, that is unheard of. And so we're getting more back into the normal market. And if you Google right now just real estate market and pop into the news, you're going to see all these news articles about doom and gloom. Now, I want you to always keep in mind in this when it comes to real estate news article. The vast majority of those articles are written about people who live within the coastline, within 100 miles of the coastline. Why? Because two-thirds of the country lives within 100 miles of the coastline. And if you're writing a national story and what you need is eyes and ears on that story so that then you could sell that story to advertisers, that's where the profits made from any news story is through the advertisement. So what they're going to write about is things that affect the majority of people so they can get eyes and ears and then sell advertisement. It may not have to do with what's happening in your neighborhood in Yukon, in Edmond, in Mustang, in South Okesee, Norman, Midwest City. We are back to what is normal, which is it's about your neighborhood. And so this is why this kind of show is so important for you to be aware of because we are hyper-focused on hyper-local, and that's what real estate is all about. There are neighborhoods that have sold quickly for the past 30 years, and they're going to sell quickly for the next 30 years. There are neighborhoods who have struggled to sell for the past 20 years. They will probably continue to struggle. You have to be able to, you have to know neighborhoods by neighborhood. We are back to hyper-local. We're back to Oklahoma-focused. And so every time you see a real estate uh, article in some way, think, is this my neighborhood? Is this Oklahoma? Is this the metro? And if you're not sure, you can give us a call. You can talk to us if you have questions. If you want to join the conversation today, you can give us a call here at 840-1000. That's 405-840-1000. Today, we're going to be talking about something that is very hyper-local, which is bugs. 
creepy, <laughs> crawly, stingy, bitey, favorite four-letter word. Chance Sattler is with Redbud Pest Control, formerly Classics Pest Control. You've been in this for 17, 18 years? Some yeah, in the right, neighborhood. right about 17 years. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long. <laughs> so there is probably not a bug in Oklahoma that you have not seen. This is my uh, one of my favorite things to talk to. I love having you in here. And if you have a question about bugs, if you have a question about real estate, any any shape, or form, you can give us a call at 405-840-1000. Now, let's start with, we're all, we're getting towards fall. We're all longing for that cold air. What bugs are still, are out there, are just, you know, and when are they going to go away? There's, uh, right now, it's it's pretty much still all, everything, everything's still hanging out. Um, your wasps are, are still going a bit crazy. They're... Uh, Yellow jackets this time of year. It's not something you want to. You're mowing that lawn for hopefully the last time. You get, you got to watch yourself. You might get stung just walking by. They're they're a little little angry this week. So now here we have mud. What's the difference between wasps, mud doppers, there's, yellow jackets? Yeah, there um, there's there's quite a few different ones. Uh, we have our paper wasps, which uh, those are the ones you see usually just conglomerated around and around one big paper nest on your porch. Uh, those are typically pretty aggressive. Um, mud daubers, uh, they're, they're black or red and, and they leave those, those, uh, mounds of dirt up on, you know, high on a soffit or eave on the side of your brick home. Uh, they're more solitary and typically just leave you alone. So we're not too worried about those other than just being unsightly. Yeah. Um, Granted, if it's on the ground foraging or something, you may run into not something you want your kid or pets, you know, messing with. So, does mud daubers have stingers? Also, yes, they all do. They do. They okay, because I, w- I I was thinking mud daubers didn't. No, they're very much so. Oh, well, hopefully you won't find out. When I was find a kid, I guess I shouldn't have messed around with them yeah, like I right. did. Um, our we we even have very very small uh, uh, parasitic wasps. So wasp, you're generally you're thinking something large. Um, you know, the size of a bee or so, yeah. um, and larger, but they can go as small as a, as a quarter inch and, really? and uh, you, you would think it's just a fly or something, but some of them are predatory wasps that go after things like caterpillars and, and whatnot. Um, and then of course, uh, coming up, I think we'll, we'll be talking about scorpions, another stinger, not, not a big fan of lucky. I haven't stepped on one in the middle of the night. Um, but they're, they're very interesting too. So, yeah, I want to talk about scorpions a little bit later in, in this show because I've had a someone I've heard of infestation of scorpions. We'll get there with that. What about centipedes and millipedes? Millipedes and, and yeah. Um, they, don't, they don't sting, but they do bite. Um, extremely painful also. Um, the best thing you can do right off the bat to help yourself is to seal up your windows and doors. Uh, the threshold right at the bottom of the door, typically called a door sweep. Um, if you can see, if you can shut your door and see light through it in just a little tiny bit at the bottom, you're just, I mean, that's a, that's a freeway for them. That's a huge open door for them. Um, they're, they're not fun either. They're fast. They're, they're creepy. Um, I, I freak out every time I see one. <laughs> 
We'll talk about how to get rid and how to do that. Let's talk with our money man, Matt McLean. In MLS number one one nine seven seven four zero. Happy Saturday, Matt. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Now, I've got questions for you. What is happening in the market? Well, first of all, thank you for your commentary at the beginning of the show because you're exactly right, and we're hearing the same questions. Um, but we're we're excited about what's going on in the market and activity and interests and um, yes, interest rates are higher than they were a year ago. Um, you know, we actually experienced a little bit of an increase, Mark, in the last two or three weeks. But you know, we're still in in the six percent range on a 30-year mortgage and somewhere in the five-and-a-half range to maybe five-and-three-quarters on a 15. Um, And, you know, those are, comparatively speaking or historically speaking, those are good rates. That's what I pulled up a chart this morning, Matt, that just shows in the decade where we started and where we ended. Like in the 70s, we started out in about 7.3. We ended at about 7.5. 80s, we started out about 7.5, and we ended – almost at or about nine, just touch over 9.75. In the 90s, we started out at 10% interest rate and ended in 8%. And so we've had really since about the, I guess the, what, late 2000s, things have been around that 5 6% and then below. So, but it's almost like we've gotten used to that really low. But historically, that's not really where the interest rate uh, spends the majority of the time, is it? No, you're you're exactly right. We, as consumers, we were terribly spoiled the last two, two and a half, three years. Um, and like you said, we're getting back to some normalcy. And um, the experts and certainly our team, we believe we're going to be where we are today um, and shouldn't see much more of an increase in interest rates or mortgage interest rates for that matter. Yeah, that's where it's still a great time to own real estate. It's still a great time to own your own home. It's it's nearly always better to own than rent. That is part of, you look historically about how people build wealth. That is still the case. It has not changed. And if you want to talk to Matt McLean, Dean Riddell at SWBC Mortgage, you can give him a call at 405 405- Eight five eight seven 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 zero. That's eight five eight seven 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 zero. Or you can go to beckyivans.com, Click on Becky's favorites. You'll see SWBC there, right there at the top. As always, thank you, Matt McLean. Yep. Thank you, Mark. Enjoy All your right. show. Thanks. Appreciate it. We'll be right back with more on Oklahoma real estate on the move. News Radio one thousand KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We're here talking with Chance Sattler with Redbud Pest Controls, all things creepy, crawly, nasty, ugly. Talking about that, scorpions, those things freak me out. Not a fan. fan. (laughs) Most Uh, bugs really don't bug me. I don't really mind them. Scorpions, I I don't mess with. 
Where and so here's my opening question to you about scorpions. This I've never heard of a scorpion infestation. Somebody used that word, and it was on a real estate forum where they had said, "Hey, I have a client who's having a scorpion infestation." Do right. they gather? I thought they were kind of lone critters. No, no, um, quite the opposite. So. During colder months and when the when we have temperature fluctuations like that, they will congregate together. Um, unfortunately, this may be in a home, uh, in your in your attic, in your walls. Um, they bear live young. Uh, they the young will stay hitching a ride on the back of the mother for anywhere from about twelve to to twenty days, and. Uh, it could be upwards of 30 or more per hatch. So quite a Oh, quite wait, a wait, wait, wait a minute. One scorpion One. Up, up will to have live birth up to about 30. 30. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So you can see how, how easy it can be to yeah, get something. To get multiplied. To, yeah, to, might be considered a infestation. Yeah. And so do they enjoy like dark places, damp places, dry places? Cool, what? cool, cool, dark. Cool dark. Yeah. Um, they're nocturnal. So if you – you could – like Amazon or something, you can go get a uh, 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 infrared light and a black light. Yeah. And if you can – they make little flashlights now that are pretty cool. You might see only CSI or something. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But have a little black light. Now, yeah. You can look around your house and, and your yard at night. Uh, this time of year is, is great, and they glow green. They look like they're radioactive. Really? And, yeah, and, and that'll that's a good indication to tell you kind of what's around the house. Um, you might not sleep very well that night, <laughs> but uh, you, you can definitely see what's going on. <laughs> All right, so let's get to most people's favorite worst topic, which is spiders. Mm. It's just, I, I have a friend of mine that I, I have to confess, I've, I've had to apologize he had been a longtime friend of mine. He grew up in Venezuela, um, and he hates spiders, spiders to a degree that is off the chart. And so anytime I would find a spider web or that kind of thing where it's like right above his head, I would invite him, hey, come up, Greg, come over here. Have a conversation with me. You know, I'd like get him over, and it would be right next to his head. And it it would cause him to make a scream like a – little child and it always delighted me to a degree (laughs) that i need to apologize and ask forgiveness for so what kind of spiders are prevalent around here here uh fiddlebacks is is more the concern inside homes uh we have uh, our wolf spiders which are quite prevalent right now now those are like the big fuzzy ones right yeah yeah. Okay. And, and now, are they poisonous? Or are they venomous? Or I don't know uh, what the right term all is. All spiders are venomous. Every single one. Okay. Um, to what degree is is another thing. So, you know, your your typical wolf spider, grass spider, um, it, it's not going to be like, oh my god, I just got bit by a black widow. Yeah. Um, so, and even some black widows, even though they, you know, the term, you know how how bad they can be. But uh, in some instances, it's, it's rarely is it life threatening. You you may go to the hospital. You may have you know 
some some damage to your arm with something like a a brown recluse bite. What we know is a fiddleback here. Um, it's, oh, it's, so fiddleback and brown recluse are the same? Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, those, more than likely, yes, you're going to the hospital, taking some uh, antibiotics. Not, not, a, not a great thing. When I was in college, uh, when a small college in Missouri, and I had uh, something on my leg that, you know, all of a sudden started to inflame up and, and eventually I had to go to an urgent care and it was, I'd gotten bit by a brown recluse. And it one, fun, was it? it was one of the grossest, nastiest, painful things I have experienced. It was, I had to be put on antibiotics and then like the, around my, uh, around my leg in that area, all the hair died yeah. like in a round circle. So it would look like a crop circle that just was a, it was a perfect circle right on my leg. And that did not grow back like for a year and a half. And they had said it may not grow back. Like you might have that like patch. Yeah. It, it can permanently damage yeah. and, can, and destroy nerves, um, to create some, some pretty bad issues. So what's the best way to handle like protecting your home against spiders? Keep your lawn mowed, keep the grass away from the house, uh, keep the moisture levels levels down, um, seal all gaps and entryways. Um, now homes here, you, you'll notice we have a lot of weep holes so that the brick in between the space in between the wood framing and the brick veneer can, can get air and, yeah. um, so don't plug those up, but uh, be well aware of your of your your doorways. Um, right now, you'll notice um, with our porch lights on at night and the insect activity, um, you'll you'll see a lot of dead bugs typically around your front porch areas. And in place of that, you may see toads and, and frogs eating those. Um, so bright lights near your entryways. Although we want some of that for security, we may not want that drawing in pests yeah so if you have a brick home which is the predominant homes within the oklahoma market um if you'll look around your house you should typically have what those weep holes you'll see little gaps that are intentionally put there because we have a our homes are wood built homes with brick veneer and there's basically space that is between the wood and the brick Airflow is conducive to not having mold build up, not having right. moisture just build up in there. And, but that is one of the big questions is everything else gets in there too. Yeah. Do you seal those up? Is they it? They do make some aftermarket, um, almost looks like the side of cardboard where that, that corrugated type zigzag pattern. Yeah. That you can, but they're made out of plastic, and you can insert those and seal them into the weep holes, and that's actually pretty effective against pest entry. Yeah, so it's something where if you're having pest entry, you can look for that product. Yeah, put yeah, it in you there. can do that, and and some companies will uh, install that for you. Yeah. So when you go around and do you spray? Can, is there a spray for spiders that is effective or like to keep that in away? And there how long is. does each, it really at last? Each product has its own place. Um, now, scorpions, for instance, are arachnids, so they're most more closely related to spiders than than any other insect. Uh, 
Um, we have uh, one product we like that we use that that works well for for spiders and arachnids and and scorpions, and we use that on the interior and sometimes exterior, along with some granules or, or repellent, uh, depending on the situation. And how long does usually that treatment last? Usually around uh, three months, sometimes longer. Uh, we, for instance, have some some quarterly customers, and we do have a, a few that just get away with spring fall. Uh, we we try not to overdo it. If if you only need this, then that's what we're going to yeah. do for you. All right. Where do they go in the winter time? <laughs> in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> they snuggle up to you for warmth. Um, attics. Attics is a big a big deal. So believe it or not, scorpions. Uh, they climb the walls, and they'll get up into your attic from the exterior. I got yeah. much more questions for Chance Sattler, and then I have a bug in my house that I'm going to try to describe to him, and he can tell me what it is. I have no idea. When we come back on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, and I'm here with Chance Sattler with Redbud Pest Services, and we are talking all things buggies, but it's time for our word of the day. of the day is brought to you by robin's roofing where their word every day is trust you can trust robin's roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement you can give them a call at 728-3700 that's 728-3700 chance what's our word of the day arachnid arachnid sounds ominous doesn't it it is ominous so what is an arachnid well uh let's see as google would say I, I may be smart, but I'm maybe not Google smart. <laughs> Arachnida is a class of joint-legged invertebrate animals in the subphylum. So I'm not saying I, I can't read that. Among others, spiders, scorpions, ticks, mites, pseudoscorpions, harvestmen, camel spiders, whip spiders, and vinegaroons. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. What's a camel spider? You don't want to know. Is that the big giant ones like that? When I was overseas, <laughs> we we did have those around. Thankfully, I didn't see too many of them. Um, they make they're 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 large. Um, you know, three three to four five inches. So wow, comparable to a, uh, a tarantula, um, but they look like a mix between a scorpion and a spider. No, no. I just no, say nay nay. Exactly. Nay nay. Uh, they if they're caught out in the sun or something, they'll run for shade. Well, in the middle of the desert, who puts off shade? Shadows. So they were known to to chase soldiers. To follow, try to follow the they can move pretty quick too. So oh my you, gosh. you can imagine you were saying about your friend and that that yeah. shrill cry. Yeah. Now, yeah I've that seen would be grown me. men do that. <laughs> So Chance is a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, how long were you in the Army? Eight years. Eight years. And how did you get into pest control? You know, I had uh, shortly before uh, I joined the military, um, 
I used to hang out at a, a local local pub, and they uh, there was a, there was some fellows in there. They played cards and played snooker every day. And one gentleman uh, brought me in and he said, "Hey, hey, would you like to come work for me?" And I was like, well, "Doing what?" He said, "Termite treatments." Okay, I never knew that was a thing. Let's let, I'll try it out. The pay was good. Yeah. Um. So started doing that with with him and. And uh, turned out to be really interesting, and and got into the business, and somehow in between that and, and service, I've I've been there ever since. That you just kept it on from that, found a place that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I enjoy it a lot. I love finding uh, bugs uh, that chances might go to of going. What is this bug? What is this thing? Okay, so here's what I have at my house. Okay, okay, and. You can't see him, but he just lit up because this is one of his favorite games is what is this? Name that bug. I love it. And if you want to join the conversation and you have a bug, you can give us a call at 840-1000. That's 405-840-1000. So here it is. It kind of looks like a grasshopper, but it's not. has okay. like a little small puffy body, has a shorter body, and has these kind of long, really thin legs. What color is it? A brownish like a, um, not a deep brown, but kind of a light brown color. Okay. And they've just started showing up in my house. Does they have wings? No. No wings. And I have no idea what it is. Where are you finding them at? So mainly in uh, the laundry room, restroom area. Some moisture. Yeah. So definitely around where moisture is. So, a large abdomen. Yes. Long, skinny legs. Yep. Are they bent? Yes. Is it a cricket? If it's a cricket, I don't know what kind. Like, it would be a type of cricket that I've never seen before. There, but it, it, it. There are small crickets right now, and they do. Uh, house crickets are brown, light tan in color. Whereas a field cricket would be your normal big. Black cricket. Okay. Is that, is that maybe what it is? Yeah. So in the break, we'll look up some pictures. Okay. We'll see. I'm going to see. Because. We're going to find it. It's got to be somewhere in that family. But I have no, I've never, in anywhere I've ever lived, I've never had this particular bug. I think you need some ever. control. <laughs> I do. I do. I think. I'll, I'll give you a card. <laughs> you know a guy. <laughs> I do. You know a guy that, that deals with that. So ticks, how do you control, like, I mean, this is, ticks is a big deal for, especially people who have outdoor pets mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, they're one of the ones that can really cause a lot of harm because there's a lot of disease that can right. come L- along Lyme with disease, ticks. Yeah. Um, a Rocky mountain spotted fever. Um, how do you control ticks? Uh, a, a topical spray plus granules is a great way to go around it. Uh, so, if you're like myself with uh, a green belt or um, some some farms nearby, I mean, you have deer that come by that have a lot of ticks. Um, just the local wildlife tends to spread that around. It may not be neighbors that have dogs. They're probably fine. It's the other wildlife. Um, a, a good spray will knock them down. Um, not just uh, – we, we use a couple products. 
One is is that more quicker kill, and then another uh, gives us uh, it's a. Uh, now, now I'm going to brain fart. Um, it's a growth regulator, so uh, an IGR to be okay. specific, and and that stops them to from having the ability to reproduce. Ah, um, and that's where we really get them. Is that something typically people like who? Uh, we'll put on their lawn like in the springtime, or when's it's, the right it's time to do it? It's more of a forty-five to sixty-day treatment. Okay, um, so it's something that will need reapplication, sort yeah. of, sort of like a mosquito spray. So the mosquito spray stuff is stuff that really like how well does that work? And that's I've always I, I've never had a mosquito tr- treatment done with the spray and the, how is that done the larger the area the the easier it is to control so um if you're in the middle of the city say uh, oklahoma city at like the village area where the homes are a bit closer together and mm-hmm. there's lots um they've been there for a long time it's a little bit older homes and they have grown shrubs and trees it's pretty dense foliage in the area uh, it's going to be a little bit harder to control um because they, they do fly, so you can treat your area, but they can literally just fly over the fence from the neighbors. So the Because you're the treating area, the area that they land on. Is that what? Correct, yes. Right. Yeah, so uh, mosquitoes rest on, uh, and they, they'll rest in tall grass. They'll rest on the undersides of leaves. Um, so we use a powered mister, um, kind of like a backpack blower except it has a tank that we can put product in and, uh, and apply in a, in a mist form to be able to blow it underneath those, those areas and get around where, where they're resting. Um, very effective, um, but it's also another 30, 30 45 day reapplication. And the, the larger we can do, or if we can do several homes in a row, the like. The better likelihood that the better likelihood that so if you have get your neighbors to go in with you and exactly. you all get it done, it's probably more cost effective, but it's more effective. Correct to do. So how is that? Do you is it done where you charge by an area or is it a you know how how did how is that priced out? Is it like per square foot or what? we'll we'll do a, a square foot uh, for for the yard size uh, most. Most everything in the city is going to be under a third acre, so we can uh, we'll have one basic price for that. Um, ours, for instance, with without any other services, is seventy five bucks. Um, if you have another pest service with us and we do it at the same time, we'll, yeah. we'll knock that down twenty bucks. But um, yeah, getting your neighbors in on it too. Hey, you know we we all like to sit outside on the back porch <laughs> and smoke some meat. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's let's get in on this um, at the beginning of the year so we don't have this problem later on. I love that you went total Oklahoma right there. What do you do on the back porch? <laughs> we we smoke some meat. <laughs> we get <laughs> we the do. smoker out and we we smoke some meat. We'll be right back with more on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We're talking with Chance Sattler from Redbud Pest Services, and it's time for our smoking hot deal. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Oh, Lord. All 
Hour Smoking Hot Deals brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn, and on 63rd, just west of Meridian, Casa Perico Fresh Hot Mexican Food. Our Smoking Hot Deal this week is a Fixer Uppers Delight. So this is one, if you know someone who is, they are the wanting investment property, uh, acreage, um, around northwest part of metro area here it is actually far northwest of north it is 1939 northeast azalea street in cashin oklahoma it's just about five acres just a smidge under five acres listed for only two hundred and twenty-five thousand. it has lots of potential great property uh, the home needs lots of work. This is someone who goes, I want to go in and either completely redo, uh, remanage, repurpose. All of that has a lot of potential. And if you want to go see our smoking hot deal, you can go to BeckyIvans.com, click on search listings. You'll see it right there. You'll be able to take a virtual walkthrough, or you can just give us a call. Uh, you can click there and schedule a showing or give us a call at 722 722- 3232, that's the office number, is 405-722-3232, and we will uh, go out and show you that property. Um, had a great week this week with a, uh, went out to a listing that's coming soon. This is a almost smoking hot deal. We're, we're probably a couple weeks away from putting it on the market. It's in Quail Creek, beautiful home, but someone who's been a longtime listener of the radio program here had called the office and said, I think we need to list our house. And so went out, had a great conversation with this wonderful couple, and uh, we'll be putting their absolutely amazing home, has a guest house built in. So if you are one who maybe it's a multi-generational um, type uh, living arrangement, this house is off the chart for you. So that's going to be coming in the coming weeks. All right, Chance, have you figured out what my bug is at my house? So I had I called my wife or I texted my wife during the show here and said, hey, can you send a picture of one of those bugs? And so she did. Yeah, we needed it. Mark wasn't being much. I home. was not. My, my description was not working. So what is the bug that I have at my house? It. So I asked if it was a cricket. Um, you said it didn't have wings. And in fact, it is a type of cricket really okay it's what it's what's called a camel cricket so i know <laughs> i know so it's always something strange so it's a camel cricket or some may call it like a hunchback cricket it does have that round see the hunchback back. totally makes sense because it is it looks like it's got this weird little Quasimodo yeah going on. very much so um so those are typically found in in cool dark humid areas usually here um it, it's in a crawl space um for instance and in, in the first thing i asked did you have a deck yeah so there's probably a lot of leaf litter underneath that deck and and plenty of moisture um these camel crickets they they don't have wings um they they feed on um on decaying wood and fungus and uh, other nasty things uh, but they're they're hanging around those areas because of that. How they got in the house is another question. Um, but 
of course, they gravitated to those more humid areas. So will they like, so that that's been Marissa and I have talked about, like, we don't know where they're coming in because I don't have an, any obvious point that I can see. Yeah. That they're, they're crawling in. It could have been young that were again, those weep holes. It could have been young that, uh, camel crickets that got in there and, yeah. and actually grew and survived just in that cavity in the wall void. Um, and, and could have came through that way. Uh, it could be through venting that's not sealed, um, all that well. Okay. If you, do you have, do you have in-floor ducts? Uh, no. Okay. Well, let me think. I gotta think it. No. Just uh, blame it on the, the dog. Seat. Somebody left the door open. <laughs> well, the only thing we have is a cat that's 19 years old that is still alive. And every day I sit, look at that cat and go, you made it another day. Yeah. And the cat goes, Hey, you did too. <laughs> like, <laughs> no yeah, you're right. We're, we're in this thing together. So, uh, it's one of the things I love about chance. If you have a bug problem of any sort and you maybe you don't know what it is maybe you're like me and you don't know what it is and you want to contact redbud pest services you can go to redbudpest.com or you can give them a call at 405-306-6162 that's 306-6162 if as if anything that has to do with your home if you need help in any sort of way and you're not sure where to turn you can go to beckyivans.com. We have a lot of Kickle and Becky's favorites. You'll see a lot there. And if there's something you don't see, just call the office. We love helping people. Um, I tell people all the time there's a reason why our team's been doing this for about 40 years here is because we care about our community. We care about people. And um, there's old Zig Ziglar saying is that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll have the life that you want. I love that. Just help people. So now when we come down here, kind of land in the plane here, what's the biggest things people can do to keep their homes safe from pests? We've talked about plugging up those, you know, plugging up, looking for holes, uh, like getting like wood stuff away from the house. I mean, that's the big thing with termites, right? It's moisture and wood that's around the house. Yeah, we need to protect that investment. Um, for the home. At the same time, we need to protect our, our, our pets and children. So um, if, if you have an issue, um, everybody at some point is going to have a bug walk across. It doesn't matter how often or, or what you do to spray. Um, that's, a, that's a topical application. Um, a spider can walk across that, and you know it's only a, one foot there. He can make it across. This, <laughs> this stuff isn't that bad. Um, so you're always going to find one thing or, or another but if uh to knock those numbers down and get it controlled and managed well then have a regular service done it's really the best thing you can do how do you have the balance between putting a putting chemicals down versus keeping safe you know there's because we don't want to just spray chemicals everywhere I mean, that's not right good how do you balance that well uh there's been a lot of advances. So the the products we use today are are night and day from from what was used a long time ago. Um, you know, it's 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 our job to make sure that these percentages are at a specific rate and it's applied in the correct manner. 
so that we don't um, kind of like cross contamination, you know, so we don't get something where it's not supposed to be. We're not spraying your, your flowers and, and knocking down a bee population. Yeah. Um, we're, we're well aware of what we're using and how to use it properly. And that makes a huge difference. Um, we try not to over, over apply, um, or in some cases under apply, not do the job correctly. So we're out there looking out for, for you and, and, and letting everybody know too, just how, how safe it is and, and how to, how to keep control of everything. So I saw that you handle like bagworms and that, what, what is that? Like I, I see them all the time, but how do you treat that? What are they? Right. Uh, we go about the same way as I do with my mosquito treatments. We use our mister to, to reach up into the tree canopies for those. Um, there's one, uh, one neighborhood that I, I do the entire neighborhood uh, once a year because they, they just they seem to run across this every time. So we like this year, for instance, we, we got a jump on it a couple weeks ahead. Uh, as soon as we see any activity, we go ahead and just treat all, all the trees um, down the street. And do they end up killing the tree or is no. it they're oh, not oh, yeah, the bagworms? Um, they they could. They could. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure how invasive right. they were. Um, if, if as they're munching on the tree, if they remove enough of that foliage, yeah, the, the tree could possibly uh, it opens it up to disease and um, kills enough of the of the foliage to where it, it can't supply the nutrients the tree needs. So it can make it very sick, especially after a number, you know, two or three years. Yeah. That tree may not survive. Yeah. Um, last year, it was armyworms that was killing everybody's grass. Right. And this year, I was, I was watching for them every day to see if we were going to have another just freak storm like that again. Um, but thankfully we did not. So things have been more subsided for the army worms. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I was worried about that because last yeah. year it was a mess. So do they just come and go with, uh, with the weather, Is the weather, the uh, big effect on that, the, the time of year and the weather, they move yeah. from South to North and yeah. they come through and the, the adults lay their eggs. They hatch the, the moths fly further North, lay eggs, hatch, uh, and move along with with uh, a lot of the storm currents. Yeah. Well, every time you come in, Chance, I am always come out the more intelligent man about bugs, and uh, I will go home now and take a hot shower and try to get all of the creepy crawly <laughs> stuff out of my system. As I'm sure half of this, our listeners. Yeah. Knows. This stuff is just. And I'm glad you're around. I'm glad you're my friend. I'm glad you take me. care of this. Thanks for being with us every week here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. If there's any way we can help you, we long to help you. Thanks for your listening. We'll be back next week with more on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.